0: halloween motherfuckers
1: <laughs> i'm gage and i'm ray
0: and you are listening to Gore report.
1: report and it's scary <laughs>
0: spooky so we hope you're having a happy halloween and for all of our fellow witchy people out there a blessed Samhain. Samhain. definitely a blessed our we also hope you're having a good day and a good week and a and good, a good life. life today is just the day—it's
1: the day—and I'm so excited that we are bringing you guys yeah. something a little fresh. Fishnets, spooky organ music—the <laughs> spirits are lively. <laughs> the pumpkins <laughs> <bowl>. <laughs> Wait, that was kind of good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it honestly kind of was. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I love that shit. Uh, The pumpkin soul is definitely amongst us today. As you can tell, it's making us quite
1: silly. (laughs) Um, Among us or amongst us? I don't even know which one I said. And I don't know which one's grammatically correct.
0: (laughs) Jesus.
1: It's okay. It's okay.
0: I guess the right word would really be the pumpkin soul is upon us. Oh,
1: I think that's that actually sounds it. like
0: possession. You think that's
1: it? <laughs> I think that's it.
0: Oh, I think that's it.
1: <laughs> i shot.
0: So, for today's episode, this little bonus episode that we promised you guys, we actually wanted to bring you something a little different, something that we have wanted to do in a way, but haven't really, you know, dove into it. Because our initial idea was we wanted to do haunted forest right we thought that would be a really cool thing to do it's obviously really spooky but i don't know it's just it's halloween and i just you know we kind of collectively decided between the both of us that we could probably just do something a little more gruesome something a little more gruesome a little
1: more horrifying
0: a little more fucking awful (laughs) because humans are barbarians (laughs) So, yeah, we kind of decided to go into some really dark and twisted, gruesome history for you guys. Yes, we are uh,
1: covering medieval torture devices.
0: (laughs) Mine wasn't as good as yours, but you know I tried.
1: (laughs) Gold star, you tried.
0: My throat organ is broken.
1: (laughs) So, basically, with the medieval torture devices, we wanted to give you guys some gruesome documented like these things happen to real people so it's kind of like it's horrible preschool true crime
0: (laughs) right in a time where true crime was basically legal (laughs) and it happened all the time because humans are fucking barbarian (laughs) but yeah it's really 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 some intention and it's also something that i know you for a fact are but you know I kind of do have an interest in this kind of thing, maybe yeah. not as long as you have, because I know you've been researching this kind of stuff since, you know, way back when, but yeah. uh, when I started learning about medieval torture and execution, because a couple of mine in this episode are going to be execution methods as well. I mean, it's torture right. and execution, but,
1: well, you know. It, torture led to death during the medieval times because of just how gruesome it was there were no survivors
0: not really no not at all
1: you were fucked
0: (laughs) but yeah it's like that point i was saying this is something that i don't know in the last two years that i got kind of really fascinated in yeah. Um. Because I learned about the Iron Maiden, and I know the Iron Maiden. There are like some people that say or speculate that it wasn't even real; that it was just like imaginary. But just that concept, I was like, oh
1: shit. <laughs>
0: and then that also made me think about like I don't know. And then you have like Naruto. I don't. I know you don't really watch Naruto, but I'm a complete Naruto dwee. But like Conker. He's a sand ninja, and mm-hmm. his puppets, one of them is designed like an Iron Maiden, and he likes
1: <gasps> What? Yeah, and
0: he puts people in it. Like, it's just, it's just like a lot. So that was kind of like my dip in the toe in the water with medieval right. execution and torture, and then I just kind of went full swing with it. It really, really intrigues me, even though it scares the shit out of me.
1: Whereas I learned a lot about medieval torture from my brother. <laughs> 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 I have an older brother. He's like four years older than me, and... um you know, he taught me a lot of things. Like he was really into war stuff mm-hmm. and, you know, the military and stuff like that. And he first introduced me to torture devices was like the punji sticks and that was used in Vietnam. Oh god. Or like them shoving bamboo up underneath your fingernails or something like that oh shit. yeah that, it was it was pretty nuts um and those tactics were actually used during the war so yeah yeah that was my first kind of dip in you know and i was completely horrified like oh my god how who could do this <laughs>
0: the answer humans because for the third time in this introduction we are barbarians well, and i can't stand it
1: couldn't be me okay <laughs>
0: So, yeah, long story short to all of that, you guys, we just kind of decided that this would be a perfect topic for a Halloween episode, and we could just kind of, you know, nerd out about one of our other interests that we happen and to have.
1: make you squirm. And make you squirm. <laughs> possibly cry.
0: <laughs> possibly puke. We don't know.
1: Maybe piss yourself.
0: <laughs> if you're definitely one with a weak stomach, I probably would not listen to this. Um, <laughs> and uh, without further ado, we can uh, get into talking about medieval torture and execution. <laughs> God, I'm ready. So the way that we have this episode laid out is we're basically just going to go back and forth, telling you guys some various different grotesque medieval torture methods and execution methods. Right. And uh, I'll start this whole show off (laughs) with a little something that I like to call the Iron Tongue terror. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I didn't know about this one until we did the research for this episode. Mm-hmm. It is fucked up.
1: Oh, God.
0: So, the iron tongue terror was actually a pretty popular torture device in the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. It's hard to trace the creation of this specific device because the entirety of the act of not only tongue mutilation, but the act of tongue torture as a form of punishment can really be traced back through several different cultures throughout time. Right. Like, there's not really one specific place uh, that's known that it originated in because it was just everywhere in this time period.
1: Well, I do also want to add that during time periods like this, it is very, very, very hard because they had no documentation. Um, Mm A lot of times you would either have, like, Poets, or you know, someone who had a talent who would tell the story, or you had historians back then that were trying to keep record of specific things that were going on. So it's really hard for us to completely verify unless it says, Oh, well, it's found in this text, or it's found in this text, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there.
0: I did read though that the Iron Tongue Terror is theorized to be developed at some point during the spanish inquisition Mm -hmm. but i don't really know how true that is again it's hard to find a specific origin for it but this shit is brutal oh god i mean it
1: sounds brutal
0: yeah uh we're about to make the vibes really uneasy (laughs) so as the name implies, the tongue terror was a device that was used to rip the tongues from the heads of people that were accused of heresy and blasphemy. Wow. It resembles what seems to be a mix between a pair of steel scissors and pliers. So, the scissor... Yeah, yeah. The scissor-like... <laughs> oh, no! The scissor-like blades would be clamped down on the tongue while the handle of the device was tightened with a screw. Like, there was a screw at the top of it that would go through both handles, and they would screw it down, and as they screw it, it clamped tighter. Right. So, they would do that, create a vice grip, essentially. Then once the blades were fastened and in place, the tongue tear would be twisted three to four times and then ripped from the mouth.
1: Man!
0: There are a few other variations of this device, too. One of them being basically like steel pliers that were heated until they were like red hot. Okay. And then they would be clamped down onto the tongue. (sighs) And then it would be twisted and then yanked from the skull. And the other, the last variation, because I'm sure there's more, but this is the third more common one that I read. Uh, The pliers of this version of the tongue tear actually had inverted serrated teeth. Right. Like edges. And it would be clamped as far back into the mouth as it could go and then pulled slightly forward to hook the teeth into the tongue. And then it would be also twisted and yanked from the mouth and it would essentially cut the tongue into pieces and it would rip some of the pieces straight from the throat. Oh, my
1: God.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely fucking brutal.
1: Speaking of brutal... Let's talk about the Pair of Anguish.
0: The Pair of Anguish?
1: Yeah. So, literally derived from its name, for it's pear-like shaped. Oh, God. It's made out of metal. Oh, And it's God. shaped like a pear. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. So, the Pair of Anguish can be found on display in multiple museums around the world. But there are no credible accounts of its use. But just by looking at it, you can tell, like, what the purpose is. Oh, no. Which obviously would immediately strike fear into anyone who is doomed into having this used on them. A lot of them quite possibly died from cardiac arrest. Oh, my God. Because of how scared they were when they saw it. Oh, my. Oh, my God. The device. Oh my fucking god. You, right. So the device was inserted into the victim's anus or vagina. And the key at the top was used to open its spoon like devices. So. Oh god. It's literally shaped like a pear. And when you turn the key, it separates in sections and expands. Oh my fucking god. So you're maintaining. The tension on it, because of the key, like, if you're slowly turning the key, it's, like, slowly opening up and expanding inside you. Oh, my God. Holy shit.
0: Well, that doesn't sound very fucking fun, does well, it? Well,
1: it's actually not very fucking fun. Some accounts... <laughs> like, for, for fuck's sake... <laughs>
0: Oh, that just sent me.
1: <laughs> Some accounts recall that the pair was used on women accused of self-abortion and adultery and even homosexuals. What the fuck? A variation of the device known well, as... Well, thank
0: goodness my queer ass wasn't alive back Oh, my then. God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was. It was really bad because they... Um, anything that was, I guess, deemed unnatural...
0: Or taboo or whatever.
1: Right. So a variation of this device, known as the choke pair, was used to prevent a liar or blasphemer from speaking. So the pair was put into the mouth and opened very slowly. Oh my God. So you would like break their fucking would it like break their jaw? Well, it would dislocate their jaw. Oh my God, oh my God oh my God. yeah, oh so my God, oh my God. It was it would break teeth it would dislocate their jaw which would normally cause swelling and um depending on how far you open the pair which they opened pretty far um you could completely separate the jaw from the from the skull oh my fucking god yeah that's it's pretty bad <laughs>
0: i don't even know what to say to that that's absolutely awful
1: <laughs> you know what to say to it Tell me about the next one. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so
0: woo, I'm still recovering from the uh, pairs of anguish. I'm not going to lie. My next one is the Judas Cradle. Oh, I've heard of this one. And this one makes me extremely uncomfortable. I mean... As it should. Everything in this episode that we're going to talk about makes me extremely uncomfortable. But like, yeah, you get the point. This one in particular is like holy shit (laughs) it is commonly theorized that the judas cradle also known as the judas chair was created during the spanish inquisition and used as a torture method to interrogate accused heretics in spain oh god there are also traces of evidence that tie this type of device to being used throughout europe as a way to also punish people for adultery and witchcraft Oh, God. The Judas Cradle was a platform that had three to four wooden legs that were pointed upwards, kind of making a pyramid shape. Mm -hmm. And at the top of this would be a flat platform that had an extremely sharp pyramid-shaped stake on top of it. Yeah. When used, the accused would be suspended above the pyramid with rope, and then they would be slowly lowered onto the pyramid in the sitting position. (sighs) When men when men were being punished with the Judas Cradle, it would be aimed to impale their anus. Right. And when women were tortured with this device, it would be aimed to impale the vagina. It is also a common practice with this device that it would be lubed with different greases and oils to essentially make the insertion easier. And in some cases, weights would also be tied to the legs of the accused to make the lowering onto the stake faster and more painful.
1: Oh, God, man.
0: Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, you're sliding down a razor-sharp pyramid.
1: I mean, I knew about this one, but this one still makes me so uncomfortable.
0: And if the person that, you know, endured this, if they didn't die from the initial internal damage, then it would be more than likely that they would later die of bacterial infections due to the lack of hygiene. There are no records that state that the Judas Cradle was cleaned in between uses oh so like yeah that's pretty you got all the booty
1: juice and blood and
0: (laughs) i'm telling you like i literally that one made me cringe in a way that like i can't i can't even fucking imagine
1: that's terrible so how about impalement
0: we are only two methods in and i'm so uncomfortable I'm so uncomfortable, but continue Be like, I'm I'm just going to sit
1: here and squirm and rock back and forth (laughs) until I feel comfortable. Few names have cast more terror into the human heart than Dracula. Mm -hmm. And everybody knows. Vlad the Impaler. Yes, yes. We are going to very, very briefly touch on Vlad the Impaler. I would like to do an actual in-depth history dive of him Sometime soon, but this will give you guys just like a small snippet more to come, so even though Dracula may have seemed like a singular creation, Bram Stoker, in fact, drew inspiration obviously from Vlad the Third. He was the prince of Wallachia. he earned his name because of his favorite way of dispensing his enemies. impaling is particularly gruesome. Like it's it's a gruesome form of torture and death. Mm-hmm. A wood or metal pole is inserted through the body either front to back or vertically through the rectum or vagina. Holy shit. The exit wound would come to be near the victim's neck, shoulders, or mouth. Oh my god. Oh my god. In some cases, the pole was rounded, not sharp to avoid damaging internal organs and thereby prolong the suffering of the victim. The pole was then raised vertically to display the victim's torment.
0: Oh my fucking God. Like, (laughs) not only
1: was it rounded or sharp on one end, the other end was sharpened, like, to a strong point to be impaled into the ground. So you are literally impaled on a wooden pole
0: human chicken on a stick (laughs) oh no
1: i am a meat popsicle
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is so bad that is literally so bad
1: but the (laughs) pole being raised like that it would take hours or days for the impaled person to die holy fuck days 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 and i actually watched y'all
0: could see my fucking jaw on the ground right now Oh, my God. Like, I knew, obviously, what impaling was, but I didn't know that was something that occurred over several days where you would feel that and it would kill you, like, slowly. I did not Oh, know this
1: that. is going to fuck you up because the documentary that I watched, they were covering Vladimir Tepish, and they were specifically talking about the impalement process that mm-hmm. he would go through. Mm-hmm. This man used these impalements like... Surgeon precision through the body. What the fuck? He had impaled so many people he could perfectly get it to come through your genitals, through your pelvis, and then up through your rib cage and come out through your mouth.
0: Son of a bitch.
1: Like the precision that he had in that.
0: That is scary shit. Because
1: as you're impaling them... If you perforate the bowel or, you know, you stick something that's vital, they're going to die within minutes. Mm -hmm. But he perfected it to where they would be alive for days. That is absolutely so fucked up. In total, he was estimated to have killed about... 80,000 people through various means. And this includes some 20,000 people who were impaled and put on display outside the city of, uh, oh God, I'm going to butcher this. Targaf stay.
0: I think you made a good attempt. Yeah, uh, you I said tried. it better than
1: me. I tried. The site was so repulsive that the invading Ottoman Sultan, after seeing the scale, of Vlad's carnage and the thousands of decaying bodies being picked apart by crows, they turned back and retreated to Constantinople. I
0: don't know what just happened, but I don't really care. I'm, I'm going to get the, the fuck, fuck up on out of, out of here. Fuck this, this shit, shit out. Of.
1: <laughs> 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 But he was not only impaling men, but he was impaling women, children, and men.
0: Oh my fucking God.
1: So, he had put 20,000 people out on display, and the army that was coming in to destroy them turned around and said, fuck this.
0: Yeah, I literally, I can't
1: say that I would really blame them for that. You know?
0: (laughs) The next one on my list is, is it as gruesome as what we've talked about? Like, no. But at the same time, this one is just... I just
1: think it's fucked up. I just don't (laughs) like it. I really don't like it.
0: But the next one on my list is the Glasgow smile.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: The Glasgow smile, also known as the Glasgow grin or Chelsea smile, Mm -hmm. is an extremely cruel torture technique that's traced back to Glasgow, Scotland during the 1920s and 1930s. The Glasgow smile was not intended to kill the person it was being inflicted upon, but rather... The goal was to disfigure them permanently. Right. Street gangs in Glasgow developed the technique of inflicting this wound on people as a way to, like, intimidate and send the whole, you know, don't fuck with us vibe to other gangs in the area. Basically, when someone would be captured by one of these gangs, they would essentially get the corners of their mouth all the way back to the middle of their cheeks sliced open with a razor blade or knife. Oh, God. It wasn't a surface cut. It was literally... Through the fucking mouth. Uh, like not just slits on the surface of the corners of your mouth. Like, like all the way through. Like literally ripped your mouth open. The wound was meant to Can look like say a...
1: Black Dahlia?
0: Right? <laughs> the wound was meant to look like a huge smile. And as I said, it was only meant to permanently disfigure the person rather than kill them. And right. the wound was also given in a manner that if the person receiving this wound would scream, it would literally only rip their mouth open more.
1: Oh god.
0: What's that one horror movie? Um I can't think of it. I'm so like I'm so disappointed in my brain because I love horror movies, but uh there's this horror movie where one scene in particular this woman is like sitting in a bathtub mm. and she like rips her own mouth open.
1: Oh, you're talking about Mirrors? She didn't rip her own mouth open. It um, was like a hallucination or something. It was her reflection that ripped her mouth open and it actually happened to her in real life. Yeah. That part with her tongue hanging out and everything yes. in the bathtub? Yeah. The,
0: not to exactly that scale, but that's what the Glasgow smile wound was. Like, it literally ripped the mouth open from the corners, like, on back. And it's Yeah, just like, that's it's, nuts. And if you, obviously, you would survive this, because it more than likely wouldn't kill you. You would be permanently disfigured with, like, a really fucked up big scar, and it would literally just look like you're always smiling.
1: God, man. That one makes me Uncomfortable, yeah. Uncomfortable, yeah. Get ready to be even more uncomfortable. No! (laughs) We're going to talk about Death by Rats. Oh, shit. So, while Game of Thrones falls under a fiction category... You would probably remember the scene. Have you ever seen Game of Thrones?
0: I actually am one of the weird people. I've only seen one episode. I've only ever seen one episode. I don't dislike it. I just never really watched it, so I don't really know a lot about it.
1: Okay, so they had a scene in Game of Thrones that was literally straight from medieval torture. Oh, shit. Death by Rats. Several forms of rat torture have existed throughout history, but they all involve two things, the human body and the rat's ability to chew through almost anything.
0: Holy shit.
1: So a popular method of rat torture entailed placing a rat-filled bucket or container over a victim's stomach, chest, or genitals. Oh, my fucking God! So the container oh, no, 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 I've no. seen photos where it was like a, like a metal cage mm-hmm. that was open enough that the rats could move around mm-hmm. And they would, oh my God, this is this is what really gets me. If it was placed on the stomach, they would make an incision on your stomach. like they would just cut your stomach. Not all the way through. But just enough. But just enough. Just enough to, like, I guess, open an orifice for them. Mm -hmm. But they would cut it, and then they would put a bucket over it with the rats. And hot coals were placed on the bucket.
0: So the rats would be, like, frantic. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, so the rats kick into survival instinct mode. And they start, like, you know, panicking. Either they can't breathe, they're getting hot, they're getting uncomfortable. And they're going to try to get out. Yes. But the softest escape route is the human body. Mm. So then that hole being there would entice them to dig and chew and... Try, try to, to get out. Try to work their way through. Oh, my God. Like so furry you're, tapeworms. Yeah, so, oh you're, no. so you're essentially, you know, just, just rat fodder.
0: Yeah, that's really fucked. Again, for like the fifth time, I think, this episode, humans are fucking barbarians. Yeah, so like... Like, this shit is absolutely insane. They like would either
1: use it on your chest, your stomach, your face, or your genitals. That is fucked
0: you know what else is fucked up? What? The next
1: medieval torture method on my list. Oh, God.
0: So I don't have an immense amount of information on this one. Okay. But it is bad. Like, bad, bad. This is another one that I didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, read what I read. And I was like, yeah, I have to do this. (laughs) Because it is the stuff of nightmares. This is it? So the next torture or execution method that i have is to be hanged drawn and quartered Mm. so to be hanged drawn and quartered it was a penalty for men convicted of high treason in the kingdom of england when it was ruled under king edward iii so in between 1327 and 1377 although there are some rituals that are recorded during the reign of king henry iii that was very similar to this so it, it dates way back so, it was a punishment for people that were treasoning or the act of committing treason, like against the king, pretty much. The convicted traitor was fastened to a wooden panel or like a wooden board, and they would be drawn by a horse to the place where they were going to be executed. That was the first step of it. Okay. And then, when they got to this place of execution, the person would be hanged. Almost to the point of death, like not killing them. It was purposefully to hang them to where like they were almost there.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Then
0: they would be taken down from the gallow, emasculated, as in having the genitalia removed and mutilated. Yeah. And then they would be publicly disemboweled, <laughs> decapitated. Mm. And then the quartering, the act of being quartered is when they would be chopped into four pieces, basically removing the arms and legs. So they were really cut into five pieces, but the act of it is called drawing and quartering.
1: Oh, wow. I actually heard of a different version of that where everything basically was in a line with the hanging almost to death. You mean the
0: method in which someone would have... Two of their limbs tied to one horse and two of the limbs tied to another horse. Yeah,
1: like one limb was tied to a horse, another limb was tied to a horse. Like four horses, basically, and they just went in different directions.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank they you, because like, that was
1: I was trying to get there in my brain. Yeah, they, they
0: were <laughs> goaded into running, so it would basically rip the person apart. And that basically is the same thing, that being drawn and quartered, but the act of being hanged drawn then quartered who were these people that
1: thought these things up like
0: i know it's fucking barbaric and after this person would be hanged almost to death had their genitals removed and then obviously again publicly disemboweled beheaded and then quartered. the remains of the person would often be displayed in prominent places across the country one such place is the london bridge
1: Oh, yeah. So the
0: people's parts were displayed basically to serve as a warning to people who were thinking of committing treason against God, the monarchy.
1: God, man.
0: And that is absolutely like, it's just fucking insane that like, this actually happened. Could you to imagine
1: the smell on that no, day?
0: No, absolutely not. Oh. Even though I know, like, the horse is the most fluffiest part of that. Yeah. This makes me that much more scared of horses, and I know that's not what I should be afraid of, (laughs) but this is where my mind is.
1: The The horse is taking you to your death.
0: And it's awful. Like I literally could not fucking imagine that. The
1: whole act of drawing and quartering is like, that's enough. That's enough slices.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's just like fucking wild. Like again, it's really hard to wrap your mind around that this shit actually happened to people. Like there was a point in time in which this was law and this was just something that happened as a society like it's fucked up maybe note a good to I- self. a good idea for a future episode maybe okay would be like the psychology of like public execution oh yeah and, like humans long history of a fucking you know barbaric fascination with literally torturing and executing people in a public setting like I think that would be a good idea. That yeah. would random, but... You this guys episode, chime in, though. Let yeah, us know. If you guys would like to totally hear that, let us know. I just... That idea kind of hit me, like, in the moment, and I just thought that would be kind of cool. This that episode, dope. This episode made me want to do that. Because <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. Like, because the only thing that makes any of this scarier than the actual acts of what they are, the mm-hmm. scariest thing underlying that is the fact that people thought of this and did this and thought yeah. it was just. I think that's where the real scary part comes in.
1: Yeah, I mean, but... You see, especially in social media now, the same type of entertainment that people found from watching these executions. Um, it's no different than somebody sharing a video online of somebody dying.
0: Yeah. yeah because there has
1: always been a platform for death. I mean, every single aspect of our life is online, you know, the baby moments. Yeah, you know? it's fucked
0: up that we even well, I don't want to say it's fucked up because, you know, not judging anybody who likes to watch that kind of stuff, but it is just a note of the psychology there that we as humans have this morbid fascination of wanting to see it.
1: Well, I guess you what know, I it's was like really, it's crazy. I guess what I was really trying to get at is that every single part of our life is online and on display. But every time a death video comes up, it's this huge taboo, and oh, this is wrong. And but the thing is, is that people but everybody are, wants to go watch it. People are always going to have a morbid curiosity about death because different people deal with that stuff differently. Well, they yeah, deal with yeah. grief differently they deal with death differently they deal with life differently it's and just
0: that underlying point that I'm making of the fact that people just want to to watch that and we're drawn to it and yeah. we want to see it and there's a fascination there and then it roots in history when you know we had public hangings and lynching which is some evil evil shit I'm yeah. sure we'll cover it at some point but it's just it's wild that's the scariest part of all this is that we as a species, loved and got hyped up and excited and wanted this kind of thing to be shared. Like, it, it's, right. it's just absolutely insane.
1: So, the next insane thing, and I think I briefly talked to you about this the other day, but the bronze or brazen bull. You did
0: tell me a little bit about that because I didn't know about that one.
1: So, it was created as a horrifying torture device to roast humans alive. The Brazen Bull was designed for the tyrant Philarius by his sculptor Parallaus in ancient Greece about 560 BC in the seaside colony of Akragas, which is like modern day Sicily. Gotcha. Parallaus showed off his new creation to Philarius, which was a replica of a bull made of brass. Get this shit. It was hollow on the inside, and there were pipes and whistles. Built into the head of the bull. That was the part that I couldn't remember when I was telling you. Yeah. But there were pipes and whistles built into the head of this bull. And a fire would be built underneath the bull. And when the fire was stoked enough, the victim would be thrown into the bull. Oh, my God. The heat of the metal body roasted him alive. The pipes and whistles converted the screams of the damned to the snorts and growls of a bull. And smoke would come out of the bull's nose.
0: That is so fucking sadistic.
1: Unfortunately, Filarious talked Paralaus into getting into the bull because he wanted to hear the sound. But once Paralaus was inside, Filarious carried out the act on the creator of the bull. And he was roasted alive. So he died in
0: his own creation. Yes. Oh, my God. There
1: are obviously, like, paintings or pictures about it and stuff like that. I could not find any other documented account that talked about this brazen bull being used, but apparently it was a thing.
0: I just, like, the fact that fucked me up about that was the guy who designed it literally being killed in it. Like, that is, yeah. what a way to die.
1: Yeah, you know, I want to I wanna hear what the things hear like. And then once the guy gets in there, he closes them in there, starts fire, because he wanted to hear what the scream sounded like.
0: Fucking Christ. Fucking Christ. Yeah, right. So, this show is steadily coming to a bitter, bitter end. And I do have one more on my list to share with you guys. And this is one that you recommended I do. Because, again, you're much more versed in a lot of this than I am. But right. I also did not know about this one. So, it prompted it's me to scafism, do... It's it is indeed scafism.
1: Oh, God.
0: So... Scafism is the execution method of being eaten alive. Its origin dates back to ancient Persia, and I believe that the first documented case of scafism was actually when a Persian soldier named Mithrodates was sentenced with it after he had killed another Persian soldier. Okay, scaphism is for sure one of the most brutal methods of execution I think I've ever heard of personally, if I'm being honest. I mean, all of these are, but this one, it just, it bends my mind. Mm. Mainly because, like you said with the impaling, it's a method of execution that takes days to complete. Yeah. So that slow, agonizing death, that just, like, that's, that's beyond. It's right. beyond to me. So, basically, when someone would be sentenced to death by scaphism, the person would be stripped completely naked, and then they would be placed inside of a... Naked. (laughs) They would be placed inside of a small wooden boat. Their head and their limbs would be able to protrude from this boat, so it was Mm -hmm. mainly their torso area that was unlocked in this boat. And then a second wooden boat would be laid on top, And it would be nailed shut. So, essentially, this would create a floating coffin in which your arms and legs and head stuck out. Yeah. The person was then laid out in the sun on water tied with a rope so they wouldn't float away. And then they would be forced fed nothing but milk and honey. Yep. And, in turn, this would make the person inside the boat have diarrhea. Then they would defecate all over themselves and inside of the boat. And the scent would attract hundreds of insects and different types of vermin and different bacteria. Yep. Over a period of a few days, the person would be continuously force-fed milk and honey. The process would repeat. And slowly over time, usually about a week or two weeks, the person in the boat was literally eaten alive by insects and animals. And the person would also not be able to move in any way due to how the boats were nailed shut. So you're literally sitting in a smouldering sunlit patch of water in a boat you're defecating all over yourself you're being force-fed milk and honey and they would also put honey on the person's face and their limbs Uh and you would just be covered in insects and vermin would soon come and then fish would start coming and you you literally just get eaten alive by nature and it's just
1: and they would force feed you the milk and honey until your stomach was like distended
0: yeah until you were almost dead like they it was bad like it's it's fucking insane and if the person happened to you know throw up because of the force feeding then that would just make it the mess and the everything worse. Yeah
1: like it would make it completely worse because you're covered in flies mosquitoes probably
0: shit shit it's not good so that one that one really really gets me <laughs> what's
1: crazy about that is is that i hope that this patch of water where they have this body is somewhere where no one is getting water from because like that water is contaminated boy
0: <laughs> yeah i couldn't imagine like back in the age when this was a thing
1: no water purification.
0: drinking yeah drinking water from the same like you know source to where somebody had died by scaphism i, I can't well i, can't, I guess I
1: that's the reason why there's a rule that you don't drink from standing water like it should be moving
0: yeah i mean i guess so Who's to say that doesn't play a part in it? I'm sure it does at <laughs> some point in history.
1: So this one is the last one on my list. And it's the Tunica Molesta. Ooh. Way back in ancient times, as you know, torture and death was regularly used to entertain the masses. Mm-hmm. So everyone is normally familiar with gladiators and the games. The
0: Colosseum.
1: Right, but not many people are familiar with the tunic. This execution was particularly popular during the reign of the Roman Empire, especially from the 2nd century CE or common era. Mm -hmm. Um, Only slaves or citizens of the so-called lower category were subject to it, and the reasons could be arson, desertion, magic, or betrayal.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Christians were often victims simply for being Christian. And Cornelius Tacitus, who was a Roman historian, um, he mentions the tunic, for example, claiming that Nero was in 64 CE making burnt followers of Christ human torches in their garden. Holy shit. Apparently, the tunica molesta was something that Nero himself designed and requested in kind of an homage to Hercules and how Mm. he died, who in myth was tricked into putting on a poison tunic that caused him such agony he set himself on fire. What? There is a painting called Nero's Torches, and it's unsettling to say the least. I'm not going to go into depth of the painting, but it is literally, as I have just described it, they created human torches lined up in a row like a sadistic feature. It's wild. And these people would be basically set on fire to create the torches. Oh, my God. Tunica Molesta was a large tunic soaked in tar, resin, or oil, which was put on by convicts in ancient Rome. The convicted person was first bound, then beaten, then the clothes were set on fire. The convict would then burst into a fireball of flames. And normally when you have a burn that bursts like that, the burn time is actually minimal. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of all the accelerant burning up, it wouldn't have burned for a very long time because of the ferocity of the fire. Mm -hmm. But these smart motherfuckers figured out a way to make thin accelerants thicker, like into a wax or a paste, which would take longer to burn. Oh, my God. Maybe about a minute or so before it would burn up and consume whatever was used to set the tunic on fire.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah,
1: like they would put this tunic on you and normally you were either bound, but in some cases during these games at his pleasure or request, they would just set these people on fire and let them run around in the center just on fire for everybody to watch, be entertained, so it's like right up in your face.
0: That is absolutely some hellaciously hellaciously barbaric and brutal and fucked up shit. And you guys, that concludes our episode on medieval torture and execution.
1: Yes. I am uncomfortable.
0: I am definitely uncomfortable, but you know what? I thought this episode was a lot of fun. It was. I really thought it was a lot of fun, especially for a bonus episode idea for Halloween. I don't know. I really enjoyed doing this one.
1: We hope you guys enjoyed the torture tactics.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We definitely hope you enjoyed all the talk of all the torture tactics. It was quite fun. Yes. not fun. (laughs) It was the most unfun form of fun. (laughs) So, if you guys, as always, would like to follow me and Ray and all of our weird, well, you definitely can.
1: You can find us on Facebook at...
0: Gore Report, a true crime podcast. On Instagram.
1: At Gore Report Podcast. On Twitter.
0: At Gore Report. So, uh, (laughs) yeah. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. uh, We're going to go listen to some spooky organ music. Don. Maybe... Maybe carve some pumpkins. (laughs) Dom. And uh, do anything in our power to get all of this awful shit off our minds. And uh, until next time.
1: Bye. bye.